That's the way I want it. Some bowl of kiwi fruit, fried shrimp with hot fudge and marshmallows. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God help those who stood in the way of business progress. And the USA. USA. Fucking before the trip, I cleaned out my fridge again. I found, f I thought they had got rid of them all. I found five more of those fucking keystones. <laughs> five goddamn more. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take them out and shoot them, I think. Because <laughs> I can't drink them enough. Right? What are they covered in? Not, uh, especially lined can in this case. Like, the, my good beers are the ones that always have, like, animal byproducts and tree sap on them. The shitty beers that I don't want to drink are usually pristine, but they're also mm. multiplying in my fridge like gremlins, apparently. So, because I haven't <laughs> Did you bought, feed them after midnight? I don't know, but I haven't bought a Keystone since, like, last June. I drank a hellacious amount of them on this show, and they just keep showing up in my fridge, and it's disconcerting. Mm. Must well, be I the can't. Keystone Gnomes. Keystone Gnomes, sure. Bo, do the intro. Okay. Uh, well, uh, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West was fucked. And uh, if you were with us last week, we left you with, well, week, uh, last time, uh, uh, we left you on a cliffhanger because the James Younger gang is uh, setting up to uh, try to rob the bank at Northfield, Minnesota. And uh, the uh, very eloquent uh, Clell, uh, what's his name, Clell Miller? Clell Watson? Clell yep. Miller. Clell Miller has uh, just told a guy, like, dead, burn you, rascal, don't holler, or what, what do you say? Like, you some bitch, don't you don't, holler. Don't you holler. God, that's just poetic. That's like honey dripping <laughs> off the tongue, you know? <laughs> Fucking line uh, of Hallmark greeting cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's the card I want to give to somebody. <laughs> Some bitch, sick don't you holler. Some bitch, don't you holler. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary. Well, some sometimes bitch. you want them to squeal like a pig. But. Yeah, well, there's a card for yeah. that too. That's in the. You some bitch, don't you holler? Get well soon. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, Clell is uh, real subtly pointing a gun in a guy's face that's trying to leave the bank, telling him, some bitch, don't you holler. Meanwhile, inside, uh, the cashier is being held at Bowie Knife and Gunpoint. And at this point, have they pistol whipped him yet? Not yet. Okay, well, spoiler alert, he's about to get pistol whipped. Uh, <laughs> but he's maintaining, although this bank is equipped with one of these newfangled time locks, um, the lock is not engaged, but they uh, they keep uh, telling these idiot bank robbers that, oh, we can't get the money out because the time lock is engaged, which anybody that knows anything would know that's bullshit because it's business <clears throat> hours. That's the whole point of that time lock is it only locks when the 
Yeah, when the bank's open. closed. Right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that should be enough to get Will started. With his Comic Sans. With his Comic oh, Sans. yes. And his lovely NPR voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his Richard Pryor yodeling t-shirt. Uh, so, Henry Wheeler, he sees Clell uh, Miller shove that pistol into uh, Mr. Allen's face. He was sitting in front of his father's drugstore. He sees this and shouts, Robbery! And Clell fires his pistol at him. The bullet goes over his head and Wheeler runs back into the store. Allen runs away too and yells, Get your gun, boys! They're robbing the bank! Cole gets back on his horse and started firing at anybody who stuck their head out. Uh, Jesse, Jim Younger, and Chad Will rush from their positions up, so they're the ones guarding the the, uh, escape route. Alan goes to his hardware store and starts handing out guns. (laughs) So at this time, banks were typically uninsured, so it was the town folk money that they'd be stealing. Um... Farmer Elias Stacy grabs a shotgun and saw Clell Miller getting on his horse. So he shoots him with some birdshot. Which, if if you're unclear, like, birdshot is not generally used as an anti-personnel round. Because nope. it's just a bunch of tiny fucking BBs. And if you get hit with it, you're, unless it's super close range, you're probably not going to die outright. But goddammit, you do not want to get that. Just, like, <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of little pellets, like, sandblasting into your flesh. Yep, so. so he gets a face full of pellets, blood trickling down his face. In the face? Oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so guns were also coming from the other hardware store, owned by Anselm Manning, who rushed to the scene and drew his forty five seventy Remington rifle on the outlaws. That's an odd caliber, isn't it? Nope, that's uh, literally the same uh, caliber like the U.S. Army used. Those, all those trapdoors, Springfields, and stuff. Those are all forty-five, seventy. Okay. Uh, it's it's a big it's a big round. Um, mm-hmm. they, I think oh, the, the tra- only people. The trapdoor yeah, ones were, were the ones they had in the fucking freezing ass cold, right? And like nobody could use their hands and. Yeah, and it's the ones that they had right. at uh, Little Bighorn and stuff. It was. Yeah, yeah. They were mostly they started out as uh, muskets that were converted to take metallic cartridges, and all they did was kind of like cut down the back of the musket where. Where you would, uh, you know, normally be sealed. They just cut that in there and put in a trapdoor, and there's like a little lever. So you like shoot, open the trapdoor physically. There's no ejector or anything. You got to like reach in there, pull out the spent shell, throw it away, put another one in there, click the thing closed, cock the hammer. Because the hammer's left over from the muzzleloader time, but now it hits a firing pin instead of hitting a, a percussion cap. So the army basically went with those because it was cheaper to convert. At first, they ended up making some from scratch later, but they were converting old muskets into these metallic cartridge rifles. Holy shit. But that's part of the reason why the Indians were kicking some ass sometimes is they could just go get like a repeater, like a lever action or, or something like that, whereas the army itself was using single shots. So for a long time, it was more likely that Native Americans would be better, were armed with more modern type weaponry than the army would but uh any which way 4570 was the standard uh standard round for about this time up until the uh late 1800s so yeah somehow i thought you'd know that (laughs) (laughs) anyway manning uh trains his rifle on him so the outlaws hide behind their horsies 
And Manning Blast, it's the horse that's up front. That was Bob Younger's horse. So one horse down already, and one guy uh, with a face full of pellets. So some citizens thought this was part of a quote-unquote Indian show that was going to go on in the evening, the and fuck? that the man was advertising. So what's it must a, have been the... What's a uh, fucking Indian show? I don't know, where they pretend to be Indians and... That is some mental gymnastics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is a carnival act, obviously, and they're pr- promoting it. It's probably the opener for the magician. Yeah, yeah. Promoting, yeah totally. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, so they were thinking it was a part of the advertising until they were shot at. Oh, uh, Jesus. So inside the bank again, things aren't going well. Uh, Frank ordered Haywood to open the safe. Uh, of course, like Bo said, Haywood said it was on a time lock and couldn't open. Uh, Frank said that that was a lie because the robbers knew about the time lock. They studied up on it. Frank went to the vault to try the safe, and then suddenly Haywood jumps up and tries to shut the vault door on him. <laughs> uh, Pitts grabbed him and pulled him back. Uh, during the commotion, uh, Bunker went for the thirty-two pistol near him, but Younger grabbed the pistol. Uh, and said, no, no. Uh, uh you didn't say the magic word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they asked uh, where the till was, the robbers, but the bank employees would not tell them. <laughs> so these guys aren't cooperating at all. Uh, they looked through a few drawers, but they didn't find the till. But if they had found the till, which was next to the one they looked in, it had about $2,000 in it. So inside, the robbers are yelling. I picture, I picture them just yelling like uh, Pee Wee Herman when, and everybody when they say <laughs> the word of the day. <laughs> Good screaming, everybody. I thought he was running out with a bunch of snakes. So Pitt grabs Haywood's hair and runs a knife over his throat, making a thin red line that oozed blood. Haywood gets up and screams, murder, murder, murder. And then, <laughs> Beetle, and then Beetle, Beetlejuice pops out of the <laughs> fucking bank vault. So Frank brings a pistol down on his head and knocks him to the floor. Uh, he struggles to get up and Frank fired above his head. So the sound in such a small room kind of makes everybody's ears ring and fills the vault with smoke. Bunker, thinking Haywood was dead, got up and ran out the back door. Uh, Pitts fired at him and missed. Uh, on his way out, Bunker plowed over Theodore Miller. He was a near-deaf undertaker next door who didn't know what was going on. <laughs> oh, God. So Pitts was at the door as Bunker ran away and shot at him and hit him in the shoulder. Uh, Bunker staggered but kept running. So another person shot. Right. Wheeler, the drugstore's kid... Realized he left his gun at home, but he went to the Dampier House Hotel, not the Damper. Yeah, Dampier. Uh-huh. Dampier. He knew there was a rusty old fifty caliber Smith carbine from the start of the Civil War that was just kind of sitting there as a mantelpiece, I guess. It's like the, <laughs> the shotgun lamp from, uh, from Great Outdoors where they blow no. all the hair off the bear's <laughs> ass. Yeah, yeah. So he takes that and runs up the stairs. Down below, he sees the outlaws. Uh, he sighted at Jim Younger, but Wheeler was shaking too much and missed high. 
Uh, he puts in another cartridge and steadied himself this time and aimed low since last time he sh- shot high. He aimed at Clell Miller and pulled the trigger, and he dropped him with a shot to the shoulder. Uh, Clell gets back up, but his subclavian artery was severed. Oh, yikes. His what and artery? Subclavian. subclavian. This one. Oh, like your... Yeah, so under your, the one that uh, goes under your collarbone and, and meets up with the kind of important ones in your neck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, that Smith carbine that the kid grabbed from the hotel—that was like a, a conservation piece there. I don't—I didn't know shit about those, but they're kind of interesting because in, in the day of the old like muzzleloader, these were like break action, so you'd like sh- snap. I, I just put a picture of it up there, and you'd have your like little bullets made of a you know a bullet and then a bunch of paper that's full of black powder, and then you'd still have to put a percussion cap on it. But, I mean, even that, that's got to be so much quicker than loading and firing, like, a fucking muzzleloader. So, because when they first said that that kid was using an antique rifle, it's like, well, he's going to be super ineffective because he's going to be having to dump powder. You know, it's like they might have the gun on display, but why would they have a powder horn and all that shit? But with this thing, he could actually buck off some shots. So, I kind of, mm-hmm. I was interested in that. And that, is, like Will said, it's a fucking fifty caliber. So, that's, that's tearing some... Pretty good size. Yeah, it's going to fuck some shit in, up. Yeah. And plus, Holy it's like shit. black powder, so they're like a big chunk of metal moving kind of slowly. So instead of zipping <laughs> in one side and out the other, it's kind of like fisting you, you know, like fisting <laughs> chunks of meat out of you. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> anyway, Kalal gets shot, and he stands back up, yells some orders before all his blood is pumped out, the big hole in the shoulder, and he falls on his face dead. So one down, one outlaw down. Uh, Cole jumps off his horse to tend to Clell. There he felt a sharp pain in his hip. He was shot by Manning, the hardware guy. Uh, the shot didn't have much effect, though. Uh, it was kind of slowed at first. It went through a stair banister. Cole took Clell's guns and shouted inside the bank for his friends to come out. Uh, Manning saw another man across the street guarding it. He shot, and Chadwell, the uh, not-so-bright guy, winced. Uh, He wheeled his horse and put his arm around its neck. The horse carried him a short ways before Chadwell just up and died. Well, I guess not just up and died, he just died. (laughs) So two outlaws down. Great. Uh, Cole, who's still outside, runs up to the bank door, shouts, We're being shot to pieces. Uh... Cole then sees uh, Nicholas Gustafson. Gustafson. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Gustafson. I uh, guess where he's from. <laughs> Swedish Sweet, immigrant. I was going to say Sweden or Norway. Yeah. Who was also drunk and was coming out of the saloon. Uh, so Cole was kind of sick of shooting not to kill. And uh, <laughs> this time he shot to kill. Fuck this winging people shit. Yeah. Uh, so he shoots Gustafson, hitting him in the side of the head. Uh, Gustafson lied there bleeding and half his body paralyzed, but still alive. So another man down. Finally, the men inside the bank heard Cole yell at him to come out. Uh, when they did, they see Clell's body and the dead horse. Uh, a few citizens who weren't armed started throwing rocks at the outlaws. <laughs> Uh, Bob Younger saw Manning hiding behind a stairwell, leveled his gun at him while Manning did the same thing. They're kind of playing a game of peekaboo around the stairs. 
Cole just yells at Bob to shoot through the stairs, and he did. Uh, then the wood kind of splinters, and that sent Manning around the corner. Not hit, though, still. Ah, everybody needs to catch some bullets. But up above, Henry Wheeler sees the duel happening. So he grabs the four paper cartridges. Oh, actually, at first he grabbed four paper cartridges. Now he was down to two. So he took aim at Bob, and he shoots Bob through the elbow. Ouch. Uh, Bob switches hands and continues to fire at the staircase. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Wheeler is down to one last cartridge, but it falls on the floor, spilling all the powder. Oh, no. So he couldn't fire another shot. So he's <laughs> he's out of the fight. Damn it. Um, so Manning was struck. Uh, he went down the alley and hoped to go through the store and sneak up from behind. That's only if Bob stayed there. Uh, still inside the bank, Frank turned his pistol at Haywood, who he blamed for this debacle. He fired but missed. Uh, Haywood dodged behind the desk. But this time, Frank put the pistol almost to Haywood's temple and fired a fatal shot. Uh, he saved the bank like he said he would, but it cost him his life. Smart guy. Actually, where I read it, it's also, it sounds like he might like, he got shot in the head, but he didn't, like, actually expire until, like, later that day. Uh, so it was like, that might have been uh, Gustafson you're thinking of. Maybe. Because Gustafson lived another day with a... Because <laughs> they thought he was dead, and later he just gets back up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dead! Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not! He isn't? Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better! No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. Frank ran out and got on his horse. Uh, and they were ready to leave. Uh, Bob screamed, don't leave me, I've been shot. Uh, Cole galloped back for him and grabbed him by the hand and onto the horse, which was probably excruciating since he's shot in the elbow. <laughs> uh, Manning, who was still sneaking around, opened the door to find the outlaws riding away, so he never got a shot back at him again. Ah. So this whole raid lasts, lasts more than... About ten minutes, maybe even seven. I was gonna say most of my sources said seven. Seven minutes. That's that's only as long as uh one of our uh, side quest, you know, tirades. Yep. Or it's <laughs> how long it takes to get uh the perfect uh, abs. Seven's uh, the key number here. Think about it. Seven, seven elevens. Yeah. Seven dwarfs. Seven man. That's the number. Seven chipmunks twirling on a branch, eating lots of sunflowers on my uncle's ranch. You know that old children's tale from the sea? That's how long they let you uh, play punk rock music in North Dakota before they shut off the lights and mm -hmm. tell you to leave. Yeah, seven <laughs> minutes. You only get five songs. <laughs> so Nettie Bunker, the uh, teller's wife, was teaching school a few blocks away when word came in. She dismissed the class, went to go find her husband. Class dismissed, children. Go arm yourselves. <laughs> Run out into the street where bullets are flying everywhere. Yeah. Those of you who packed your revolvers with your lunch, you can participate, but no headshots. I don't know. <laughs> she had been told that her husband had been injured. Others told her, told her that he was dead. Uh, she finally found him at the home of Dr. Hiram Kuhn. Ooh. I'm not... Yep, that's that uh, 1800s sounds like a name. Fake name, but <laughs> not a good one necessarily. But yeah, he was there being treated. He was shot in almost the same spot that killed Clell Miller, but it missed his artery, and he survives. 
Oh, and if you'd like to see where Clell Miller got shot, I just gave you guys a picture of uh, Clell and Caldwell laying there very, very dead. There's a better mm -hmm. one of Clell, like, looking really surprised as if he had just got blasted in the face with a shotgun and then shot through the clavicle. But uh, I couldn't get that oh, image. Oh, shit. Yep. One in the heart, one in the fucking collarbone. Shoulder, basically. Yep. It's too bad the shotgun didn't tear up his face a little worse because, you know, it's not as... <laughs> bad as I thought it was going to be, but... Yeah. Oh, so like I said, too, Gustafson gets up on his own power. I need some more whiskey. He seems to have so sobered up. He oh, goes to the river to wash the wound on his head. Uh, he talked and seemed fine, at least for a Swedish immigrant. But later, his brain swelled and his condition worsened. Uh, next day, he couldn't get out of bed and drifted into a coma. So he dies September 11th. Uh, Never forget. Never forget. forget so he, he, had the, he was a contender for like the Phineas Gage Award at, at first. Mm -hmm. Kind of, yeah. Uh, so now there's two dead robbers left on the street. Uh, of course, the looky-loos start to show up. Minnesota, like other states, have no state police force at the time. So bigger cities would send out guys to kind of fill the gap. So they hired all the racist guys to make a police force? <laughs> right. That was everybody back in the I was going to say, what, how would that be different than any <laughs> other police force? So the Twin Cities were telegraphed, and word went out all over southern Minnesota to be on the lookout for these robbers. But also in that area are the Big Woods, they call it, which is, I guess, a big set of woods out in the prairie. Well, it is. It's the Big Woods. That's where the first Laura Ingalls Wilder book is. It's Little House in the Big Woods before it was Little oh. House on the Prairie. They moved really? from the yes, really. It was yes. it was Little House in the Big Woods. Yes, and then that they moved. Kind of makes sense, it, I guess. Like literally, in the, the book is that, and then on the TV show, the the pilot episode, they literally start out in the Big Woods and they move to the fucking Prairie. And that's whoa. Uh, and then Excuse my ignorance about. Little House on the Prairie. I'm telling you, that's anyone out there listening. Fucking, like Bo knows about Little House on the Prairie. That shit is a banger, man. I love that show more than anyone I've ever fucking met in my goddamn life. <laughs> and uh, we we may just uh, if if we ever meet each other in real life again, we may start a new podcast where we just <laughs> Little House on the Prairie and talk about <laughs> Laura's mare's huge cock and like <laughs> Laura's yeah. female horse with a giant dick. How uh, how like whenever Pa Engel's shirt comes off, uh, somebody's getting fucked somebody's up, gonna or, get fucked or up. he's gonna break a rib. He's yep. like constantly breaking ribs. Yeah, like so many ribs. But anyway, so the six leftover robbers. Nobody likes leftovers. Day old robbers. Uh, Ew, gross. They make off with twenty six dollars and sixty cents in coin and scrip. Oh shit! <laughs> We're fucking going. We're moving to Mexico, bitch. <laughs> I'm retiring. So all three younger brothers had wounds. Cole had a hole in his right hip. Even the older younger brother. Yep. The younger, the younger, younger, the older younger, and the middle younger. Uh, <laughs> and the youngest Jim younger. Jim took a bullet in the shoulder, but it went straight through. Uh, Bob's elbow was busted, uh, which would be end up being the most difficult wound there. Well, we got $26, and our hospital bills are... $436. And our gang, gang has been absolutely decimated, except for Frank and Jesse James. Uh, 
Frank's leg was hit by a pistol ball or buckshot. Oh, shit. I, I didn't realize he got hit at all. Wasn't very bad, though. Uh, not known if Jesse or Charlie Pitts were nicked, but they seemed unscathed. So two people out of the, the gang released clean. So if the plan would have worked, their next move was to smash the telegraph wire so they could get out of town. But, of course, now they didn't. Uh, now they have to cross the Cannon River at uh, Dundas. A village Dundas. Dundas. D-U-N-D-A-S. That was a village of 800-some people. So they come riding through five, uh, five across. They weren't going to share the road. So they run into an old-timer loaded with uh, a wagon full of vegetables. One of the outlaws pulls his gun and commands the old man to take the ditch. Or he does, and then he flips the uh, load of vegetables. What a Lost dick. What a bunch of assholes. <laughs> man, that's a fucking shitbag. It's, well, it's also like a sh- one of those shitty car chases. And it always happens in uh, San Francisco where they, you oh, know, yeah. they jump in the cars and then they got to always run into a fruit stand. Fruit Except stand. This time, it's like a wagon full of turnips. There's always got to be a gu- two guys carrying a fucking plane of glass and shit, exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. Dundas. I still hate that name, but it looks like a cool town. I'm looking up. <laughs> you got any so good of a face? As of, <laughs> as, as of the 2010 census, it has 1,300 people. Ooh, that's oh, shit. There's got to be one. There's got to be one good diner in that fucking town. I don't know. I'm Well, we're going to we're going to find out. Hopefully it's like Dundas, Dundas dim, dim Sum or something. Nope, I am not. Chicken d- fried steak tour of all these places. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's I'm, my lifelong goal. I'm just going to become a travel writer that only writes about chicken fried steak. <laughs> I'm also not eating dim sum in fucking Minnesota. Dundas. No. <laughs> well, there's Don's Corner Bar and Grill and the L&M Bar and Grill and Patio. You're not supposed Ooh. to say bar and, and patio? grill and patio. Just, it's and assumed at this point. You would, you would also just say bar, grill, and patio. Not and bar, daycare. and grill, and patio, and daycare, and tire service center, and <laughs> petting zoo. <laughs> so they reached Dundas. The town wasn't alerted yet. Uh, the telegraph operator had been away from his post for the last hour. Doing what? Who knows? They ride by, and the hardware Chopping store wood. jokes. Probably. Uh, he jokes and asks if they were a cavalry regiment, a uh, traveling salesman. Of course, there always has to be a, a traveling salesman there. Would you like to buy a vacuum? What's a vacuum? He jokes, quote, if Sitting Bull was after you, you'd be going faster. Uh, one of the outlaws didn't think that was funny and drew his pistol on him and said, get in the story, you some bitch. <laughs> so on the other side of Dundas, they decided to get a fresh horse for Bob there. They encounter a man driving a wagon full of hoops for kegs. Uh, the outlaws give this man a story that they were a posse after some bank robbers. One, eight, that- seven, seven hoops for kegs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, and the posses that are like riding along, you know, posseing that are all like blown to shit and bleeding out of multiple holes. That's mm-hmm. likely. Uh, they needed to commandeer a horse. <laughs> Uh, the man argued with him, and one outlaw bashed him on the head with a pistol butt, and they take a horse. This this is my badge. It says I'm an outlaw. <laughs> Give me your fucking uh, horse. As Bob was mounting that horse. <clears throat> oh, yeah. 
two riders were riding after him. They were well armed and riding the dead outlaw's horsey. Uh, one of the outlaws stepped forward and yelled, Halt! The two men wisely stopped uh, and turned back, sorry, and followed at a good distance, waiting for the rest of the posse to catch up. Uh, but after just riding one more mile, they had to stop and tend to Bob's wound. Uh, they stopped at a farm and poured a bucket of water over the bloody arm. Hey, that's uh, kind of like The farmer asked how Bob was hurt. He asked how Bob was hurt. They said they got into a fight with a black leg, which was a car cheat, and the black leg had been killed. So if you need a, another term for a car cheat, it's black leg. Ooh, it's also a highly fatal disease of young cattle caused by the spore-forming rod-shaped gas-producing bacteria Clostridium chovii. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. So if they I don't think get we, their colostrum? I think I we all learned something today. Tony, what's colostrum? Yeah, what's colostrum? It's the bag that you put your poop in. No, that's colostomy. But... Close. Oh, good God. You guys want some pictures of Blackleg? Yep. Fucking hit me with it. Uh, well, man, there's so many to choose from. <laughs> ah! Holy shit. What the fuck? Wait, what the fuck is that? that? That was from a snake bite, I guess. That looks like this person's leg turned into a tree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Among, among other things. That, I mean, that needs to get cut off for real, like, as quick as they can. What? That shit ain't right. Stick around for more How the West Was Fucked. From the makers of Bronson Swinger Brand Turtle Wax comes Bronson Swinger Brand Horse Wax. Is your Appaloosa all dull and gray? Spruce her up with Bronson Swinger Brand Horse Wax. Fix that faded mane right up and make your horsey shine and look brand new. Anti-rust protection included. That's Bronson Swinger Brand Horse Wax. Buy it today. Now available in Donkey. So the gang goes to Millersburg, but Bob still needs a saddle. So they borrowed one from a farmer. When asked what they were doing, they said they were pursuing horse thieves. Uh, Millersburg was lucky enough not to have a telegraph. They could have stayed there, but they didn't know that. Now, the Northfield Telegraph operator spread the word. So people all come out of the woodwork with their old guns. Uh, five man hunters come from Fairbolt to Shieldsville, which was southwest of Millersburg. The town appeared quiet, so the manhunters go in and get a beer, leaving their guns in the wagon. Manhunters. That's a great uh, like name for a gay bar. Ooh, <laughs> like. lovely. Better than the lumberyard. Yep. What about the white swallow? That's my favorite. That's good too. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. The greasy pole. <laughs> Wait, what's the one from? Uh, <laughs> what's the one from? Uh, Police Academy. What? Police Academy. It's a blue, blue, uh, blue, blue oyster. oyster. Blue. Yeah, blue oyster. That's right.
matter what what you do, you have to dance with them. And it's the tango. Yep. It's always the tango. <laughs> you must tango. I watched that the other day. It still holds up. Uh, Police Academy 4 is the best one. <laughs> What's that one? Uh, Citizens on Patrol? Citizens on Patrol. That's the best one. Um, yeah. Hands down. It's got a rap in there, too. Citizens on Patrol! Citizens on Patrol! It's got the rap is great. The whole soundtrack's great. And there's the yama 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 yama. Oh, yeah. And then there's I could reach into the belly of a yak and pull out its heart. Yep, that that's the one. Back? <laughs> no man, I'm hungry. No man, I'm hungry. <laughs> And then, and then fucking Bobcat Goldweight shows up to the old lady's, uh, old lady, uh, uh, what's it called? The poetry slam or whatever. That part about the sheep book just coming out right now. Um, I have my own poem that I prepared for you today. Gene, Gene made a machine. And Jojo made it go. I, I blew a fart and blew the whole damn thing apart. So these Manhunters are inside getting drunk. Uh, the six outlaws ride up quietly. Uh, they're watering their horses. And uh, the amateur Manhunters come out and say, hey, there's the outlaws. But the outlaws actually had their guns with them and aimed them at the unarmed Manhunters. Uh, the outlaws said, let's break their guns too. Uh, one of the Manhunters said, hey, they're not even loaded. Seeing what kind of bumpkins they were dealing with, the gang just leaves. Uh, the Manhunters were unarmed? Unloaded, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Wait, if you you're hunting... Mans. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's it's more like a... I don't know. <laughs> if yeah, you're hunting, like, you at least need some kind of weapon well, to I'm, get the I'm, thing I'm, that you're I'm, I'm picturing a, like, going a lot for. of like, butterfly nets. <laughs> you know? Like. Yeah, it's like Spongebob fucking... Yeah. What are we doing today, Patrick? We're manhunting. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> so the outlaws decide to give the manhunters a good scare. They shoot up the water pump. Uh, a little, yep. A little girl comes to the door of the saloon and was grazed by a bullet, but she was okay. I go, I guess. Yep. Ah, fuck. So like, I think they said like seven-year-old girl comes to the door of a saloon. Once again, Day another one of those slash bar and grill. Are you witness, my dad? To, to to witness a gunfight or guys shooting up a water pump, it really ties the scene together. Gives you a little context of what's happening. So the outlaws right away. Uh, the manhunters scramble for the guns and find their ammo, but turns out they weren't in a hurry to capture the outlaws. Gives you that impression. The fact that they just had all their guns on a pile in the middle of the floor, apparently, and had to, like... <laughs> the hell is another that? band of manhunters oh. show up, and that kind of bolsters their confidence. They probably had another beer, too, that bolstered their confidence. So now they have a total of 14 manhunters after them. But Bob's injury and the new horse 
kept the gang from going as fast as they wanted. Um, what the why the new horse have like a governor on it or? Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> cooperating, I guess. Uh, despite driving wagons, the passy was uh, the posse, not the passy, was gaining on them. Uh, the mad hunters caught sight of the outlaws and started firing the pistols. Um, but they had no rifles, so they were out of range. The outlaws returned fire. One of the posse's bullets hit Cole Younger on the funny bone on his elbow. Oh fuck! <laughs> and then like he laughed a, himself to death. It's like getting a paper cut under your tongue or between your toes or something. That's, that's like the worst. <laughs> yeah. Bullet to the funny bone. Uh, Cole at the time was holding on to Bob's horse. It bucked and Bob fell off in pain. He's the one with the broken elbow. And the horse runs away. <laughs> so now they're down a horse again. The Allahs remount and they go into the woods. The posse cautiously moves in, but the outlaws had disappeared. And it was starting to get dark. Dun, dun, dun. So, of course, the gang, being from Missouri, they get lost in the big woods. Uh, they come across a farmer. Uh, they kind of pump him from for info. They said they're out looking for outlaws. Uh, the gang told the farmer that he'd have to guide them and loan them one of their horses. And the farmer asks, quote, on whose authority should I give you a horse? The boys just laughed and told him to go to hell. <laughs> One of the outlaws got up on the farmer's horse, but the horse wouldn't cooperate, having never been ridden by a man with spurs. So it was a virgin horse. <laughs> Didn't know that was a thing, but sure. I guess so. After a quarter mile, the outlaw gave the horse back to the farmer. <laughs> But the gang still made him guide him to the next farm where they stayed. Yes, Bo, the horse has never fucked a man before. Not mm -hmm. that. It's just like, I forgot that the farmer was guiding him. So I was like, this horse is defective. I'm taking it back to the guy I stole it from. <laughs> you know. So by this time, the manhunters total increased to about the number 200 people. Holy shit. They were covering bridges, fords, crossroads. Uh, they aimed to trap them in the big woods. Back in town, Chadwell was misidentified as a local ne'er-do-well by the name of Bill Stiles, by his brother-in-law. He cut you know, hair he for a living. Oh, Stiles, I get it. Though Stiles was much shorter, in reality, Stiles was in Texas. Get this, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota Governor John Elts Pillsbury. <laughs> yep. Oh, Pillsbury? Uh, oh, shit. Yep. All right. He offers a re reward of $1,500. The bank offered $500. They would have offered more at the time, but the boss was out of town at the expo in Philadelphia, the Centennial, whatever. Who's it? Later, they raised it to $3,000, and Governor Pillsbury offered $1,000 per man. <laughs> Jesus so Christ. basically, if you... If Sorry, they caught him, you'd get $9,000. Which was like all the money back then. It's everything they had, yeah. Yeah. That's like the town's money. And I'll give you 17 crescent rolls. I want crescent rolls now. Mm, with hot dogs. Yeah, of course. Oh, the, the, oh, dude, all the way. Gotta use uh, cheddar dogs. And gravy. Well, uh, did, 
gravy's on everything. <laughs> but if you if you think you're putting ketchup on that shit, I will fucking fight you. Oh no, yeah, that's that's some you're getting punched for that. Detective Larry Hazen, who has investigated another James Younger robbery, knew it had to be them in Minnesota, and he goes there directly. He worked for the Adams Express Company. Uh, he figured Jesse James fired the fatal shot to Haywood. So another uh, based on, on the move. Based on no real evidence other than he knows who Jesse James yep. is. And- so back in Northfield, Henry Wheeler, the pharmacist's son, he was also a medical student. He's the guy who shot Clell Miller. He wanted the bodies for dissection. <laughs> the mayor first said yes, but changes his mind. Well, the outlaws. Like, that guy at least fits the description of a manhunter. Like he's manhunting for like you know, gonna taxidermy these guys and shit. So that's pretty yep. cool. Oh, mm-hmm. sweet! We found our serial killer. Excellent. Yep. There you go. The pharmacist's oh. son. Yep. Not to be confused uh, with a no effects song, Pharmacist's Daughter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the outlaws would be buried in the cemetery, but the mayor told him slyly, quote, they won't be covered with any more earth than necessary. Wink, wink. I added the wink, wink. When you said slightly, I just imagined like Sylvester Stallone be like, they won't be, they won't be covered <laughs> with us. Watch Cliffhanger. <laughs> I like, well, I like how the mayor's basically doing Tony like your grandma does when she tips the waitress at the, uh, at the Oh, casino. you dropped something there. Yeah, you dropped yeah. something, honey. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no easily recoverable corpses here. Oops. Wink, wink. There's not a shovel leaning against that tree for you, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go stretch my legs. I'll be gone for maybe 10, 15 minutes. Oop, what's that over there? I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta take a shit. I'm gonna go take yeah. a shit in that outhouse over there. Yeah. Because we don't have actual bathrooms. Because it's the Wild West. So right. I'm gonna I'm gonna poop next to this tree and yep. not cover it up. Yep. Because I'm a psychopath. Anyways, next. So we learned a friend the next night dig up the bodies. They stuff the bodies in the barrels marked paint, then ship them to their medical school in Ann Arbor, Michigan there. Why does the medical school need paint? Like 55 gallons of paint. Because, you know, reasons. Uh, Uh, All right. Well, there you go. I want to see if they still have the bodies at that Ann Arbor medical school. Oh, I'm getting to it. Oh, good. Please tell me they made like a... Please tell me they made, like, a footstool out of one of them or something. <laughs> not really, but it ends up in a cool cool spot anyway. George James, not related, runs into a group of men he didn't know who were asking about river crossings. So he knows that he has these guys have to be the outlaws. Uh, he finds one of the guards guarding the river and told them about it. So a small force was gathered and stationed at a ford, and they see six men. Uh, James aimed his shotgun at the leader and fired. Uh, the birdshot peppering the brush around him. Then the outlaws flee back into the brush. George James yelled back to the group, Come on, boys, let's get him. But he looks back, and the posse men dropped their guns and ran away. What? One of the men even dropped his false teeth. Like, it's like a fucking cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like they jumped out of their boots and their hats like flipped up in the air and like a steam whistle noise happened. They go like, wow, 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 and like run in midair like the Flintstones and then poof off in smoke with just, god damn it, idiots. You said there's like over 200 of these guys at this point? Oh, there's going to be even more. Don't worry. But I'm saying they're like, they vastly outnumber the fucking outlaws. They're just so shitty they can't, god damn it. The yep. only thing that assaults a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, even though 200 <laughs> good guys with a gun can't stop three dudes, but whatever the fuck. Okay. Everybody's bad at their jobs. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. <laughs> so the gang crosses the river and made it to an even wilder part of the big woods. They helped themselves to some horses at a farm. They took a German immigrant, Wilhelm Rosnas, as a guide and his son, uh, those two didn't know of the robbery yet. Uh, once they got to a road, they let him go, and the outlaws galloped off. Wilhelm ran into his mothers and told them about the robbery. Who told them about the robbery? Suddenly, everything kind of made sense. Oh, this is why. So after this, the robbers seemed to have vanished in the big woods. Uh, following the trails were hard. Uh, there were now 500 posse men out there. Uh, also in that area was full of feral hogs who tore up the ground and people were doing all sorts of false reports too. It's like, I think I see him. And it's like a hog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, describe Jesse James again. Uh, if I'm familiar with it, he's a quadruped, uh, curly tail. Does that sound right? He's got a couple of tusks couple of tusks. He's about uh, you know, 28 inches tall. About 300 pounds, bristly. Kind of bristly. Got kind of an odor to him. That's Jesse James, right? I get the reward. Yes, what's his voice sound like? Uh, The outlaws and horses were played out. Uh, They decided they could go just as fast through the big woods without horses. So they leave them there. And they move in a west direction, and also it was raining, and they were starting to get blisters on their feet. Uh, they traveled at night. Uh, they did find an abandoned house in the woods and stayed there for three days. That was the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. On Tuesday morning, manhunters discovered their horses abandoned. Wednesday morning, a guy named Thomas Jefferson Dunning uh, stepped out to bring in his cows. He passed behind the barn to find six men there. Oh, shit. They said they were looking for robbers. <laughs> After he didn't believe them, they tied up Dunning. <laughs> Wait, they, there's something else going on here. <laughs> you guys kind of look like robbers. Yeah, you, what are you guys doing all bleeding and shit back here? We're looking for robbers. Yeah. They tied up Dunning, and they order him to show him the way to Mankato. Uh, Dunning made excuses, and the outlaws let him go. Probably frustrated. Uh, Dunning told a neighbor who rode to Mankato to alert them that they might be coming. By the end of that day, there was more than a thousand men looking for him. And this is the largest manhunt in U.S. history so Holy far. Holy shit. Yes. A thousand people looking for these motherfuckers? Yeah. Even though, like, 200 of them, like I said, you know, just fled like chicken shits, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if a thousand is going to help or not because these guys fucking suck. Even if you weren't chicken shit, you probably had a shitty old shotgun that wouldn't do anything. Anyway, yeah. So. Well, my my thing is let's wait them out. They'll die eventually. Well, yeah. We're 
No, that's not we, fun. We waited them out 67 <laughs> years. Yeah, they really then taught they died. a lesson. Yeah, <laughs> died in their beds in the retirement home. Like, like cowards. Yeah. Wait, what's the coward word? Poltroon. Poltroon, like fucking poltroons. Yeah. So Civil War hero General Edmund Pope takes charge of the manhunt. Otherwise, it's been pretty unorganized until now, to say the least. Uh, during the night, the outlaws enter Mankato. They were trying to reach the railroad tracks so they actually wouldn't get lost. Uh, they reached them, and they were looking for a handcar to make things a little easier. But nearby, there was a mill, and its whistle blew, which kind of scared them away. But they returned... They're scared uh, by a whistle? Are they feral cats? Like, you know, loud noises and... <laughs> well, they thought they might be alerting them to their presence, but it was just sure. a change of shift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Meanwhile, a thousand people are chasing them, and they're like, Oh, shit, a whistle! Ah! Yeah, yeah. <gasps> There's, like, literally guys riding around with, like, torches and shit, you know, like... But, like, the fucking lunch whistle goes off at the mill. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Anyway. But Pope is actually in Mankato at the time, and they pass within blocks of him. Uh, so now they're walking on the railroad tracks out of town. Uh, and the sad Charlie they, Brown music is playing. Mm-hmm. They approach the bridge over the Blue Earth River. Uh, Pope was going to post some guards there, but the railroad said they would handle it. So they put in two men and a boy there. The boy saw the outlaws step on the bridge. Love that show, Two Men and a Boy. It's great. Yep. That's something else with the Catholic Church. Uh, the boy urged the man to shoot, but he looks behind and sees that they left the boy to fend for himself. Another. <laughs> and the outlaws cross the bridge. Uh, the boy runs to another bridge and told, uh, tells Pope's men. Uh, also, the outlaws steal some watermelons and steal a few chickens to cook. And they actually camp near the railroad tracks. But in the morning, they hear hooting and hollering from the railroad tracks, so they have to hightail it out of there. It's actually pronounced but, a hooting and a hollering. Yeah, a hooting and a hollering. I like the fact that they stop to build, like, a fire, too, and cook chicken. Either there, they're just eating raw chicken, which would also be kind of fun. <laughs> you know, they're all sicker and shit the next day and mm -hmm. shit in water. And well, they're smart enough to build a fire. But well, Detective Hoy, the guy from Missouri, smart enough uh, to build a fire while there's a or while there's a thousand people manhunting you. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Is that's when you don't build a fucking fire. Yep. Well, we got to have our chicken. So Detective Hoy, the guy from Missouri, finds them and follows their tracks, and they find their camp with the kicking uh, the chicken still cooking, kicking chicken. The outlaws are close enough to hear Hoy's orders. Uh, whenever he said go uh, go left, the outlaws would go right. So now they're kind of playing like not musical chairs. What's that game like? Uh, oh, the the like head the game. Hokey, they're doing the hokey pokey. Yeah, like basically at gunpoint. In the also, bushes. Cole Cole Younger's uh, kicking chicken. That's a fucking restaurant. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's in Dollywood. Of course. Well, you see in the commercials where Dollywood, like, you get, like, it's a friendly north-south rivalry. You get all these favorite, you know, you're basically eating fried chicken and Pepsi. 
and cornbread, and then there's like Confederates and blue coat soldiers. Like it's like medieval times, only with the fucking the North South rivalry. Uh, yeah, also, but they, if, they call it if a you good natured rivalry, they say about the bloodiest conflict. If you give the, me Pepsi, I will fucking start a war. <laughs> I like Pepsi. I like fuck ben Pepsi. Nah, fuck Coke. I like Pepsi. Oh, Coke's a terrible company. Awful. It's absolutely terrible. No. They're the worst. I no. I just like their products. I don't. Uh, well, I mean, I'll drink them, but I I prefer Pepsi. Oh no, we're gonna have to I'm fight. A, be- I'm we're gonna I'm have to fight in Beaver now. Yeah, <laughs> Pepsi can't sucks. Help that you're, can't help that you're a consumer whore, fucking sheeple. I, da- I I marched to the beat of my own drum and drink the choice of a new generation. You fuck, <laughs> like Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah. But one time Dr. I hung out. Doctor Pepper this- is an abortionist. Oh, Dr. Pepper's fantastic. Uh, this is like finding out that your best friend is like uncircumcised or something weird. You know what I mean? Well, you well, you know, it's like one time I was hanging out with this girl and it turns out she was into RC Cola and that was just too extreme for me. Yeah. You know, I had to we had to we had to cut it off, but Shasta all the way, baby. Shasta. Mellow yellow. <laughs> had some dalliances with mellow yellow, which is the Pepsi version of uh Mountain Dew. Or wait, no, Mountain Dew is the Pepsi version of Mountain Dew. Mellow Yellow is the Coke, Coke version. Is. Yep. Coke's Fuck, the, I don't remember. I, I do have a photo on my on my phone that is uh, every fake Dr. Pepper stacked on top of oh, each like other. Oh, Dr. I should, Thunder, I, Mr. Pib. Anyway, this is also the neighborhood of Spam of Austin, oh, yeah. Minnesota. So, An American shout treasure. out to Spam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get it, Spam. So by mid morning, there are two hundred men trampling around the area of the still cooking chicken. Hot, 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 hot. But if Hoy was smart, he would have waited for more men and surrounded the camp instead of just rushing in. But he wanted to be the guy who captured him. So another fatal mistake there. Not fatal, but almost fatal. So, like, uh, did the uh, the Fetterman, you know, pull the, pull the Fetterman almost? Mm-hmm. But the outlaws double-backed and walked in streams to obscure their trail. After a close encounter where the pursuers actually heard their voices but didn't dare go into the brush after them because, again, they're pussies, they bedded down for the night. Uh, There, the gang got into an argument. Um, Frank and Jesse said they should have killed the guy Dunning there because he alerted everybody. Uh, Jesse also said that Bob was slowing them down, but Cole would never abandon his brother. So the James boys wanted to go their own way. Uh, Pitts decided to stay with the Youngers, so Frank and Jesse take off. So right now, it's been a week since the robberies. But everybody's po- getting gangrene from their multiple wounds. But, and, you know, it's raining on and off during this time, too, so it's not great weather. But that's actually helping them obscure their trail. Uh, Pope still believed that the robbers were close at hand. Uh, ten men were guarding a bridge near Lake Crystal. Not Crystal Lake, Lake Crystal. So no it Jason was, Voorhees? No, sorry. Damn it. But it was cold and rainy, so nine of the men decided to take a nap. And, and one, they tried one to, stayed awake. <laughs> yep. They tried to convince him to, to join him, but he was a goody-goody Flanders and wouldn't abandon his post. Oakley-doakley, I'll shoot those outlaws. <laughs> <laughs> 
after midnight, uh, this guy, Richard Roberts, here he hears a horse ride up. What Robert was the horse C. riding? Uh, two men. Harley. Harley. Yeah. <laughs> he sees two men ride on a horse. Frank and Jesse, they rush past. Uh, Robert's fired and the horse bucked off Frank and Jesse. Uh, they got up and ran into a cornfield. The other nine men wake up and kind of confused and the outlaws get away again. God damn it. <laughs> Everybody is so pathetic at their jobs. It's painful. Uh, over the next two days, the James boys were spotted a few times, but nothing was seen from the rest of the gang. Like the Chupacabra or the Sasquatch. Like just mm-hmm. pictures of Jesse James and the blurry photos. So <laughs> many of the manhunters were given up and going home. Uh, Hoy, the guy from Missouri, gave uh, gave up too. But the Youngers and Charlie Pitts were making little progress. Uh, but now they're out of the woods, so they so had to travel he. at night. Not really, yeah. but they had to travel at night. Uh, Cole has to walk with a cane. Uh, Bob's elbow begins to heal, but not in a good way, because yeah. he couldn't <laughs> straighten his arm. Oh, no. That's oh, no. great for your gunfighting career. Like, you got a permanent chicken wing for a... For your drawing hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole gives up trying to take off his boots. Uh, his feet had been wet so long, his toenails begin to separate off his feet. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, a 17-year-old named Oscar Sorbell saw the outlaws and rode to Medalia to tell the Manhunters. Uh, They had come to the house looking for some food because they were getting desperate. Uh, At 11 a.m., the outlaws come to Lake Hanska. Uh, They see four men riding after them. They cross a slough into the woods. That's the other thing about Minnesota. There's plenty of water, standing water. I heard they have lakes. Well, yeah, every every time you mention the fucking mm -hmm. guys are always crossing one bridge or another or fording a stream or something, so yeah. Minnesota, it's the Everglades of the North. That's been said before. Is it 10,000? Is that what they have? 10,000 lakes? 10,000. Actually, they have well more than that, but, you know, it's just a marketing ploy. Sure. Big deal. Alaska has a million. Alaska's got a million lakes. You've got got Googleplex lakes, infinity lakes. (laughs) Fight me. Fight me, you bitch. State. <laughs> Alaska versus Minnesota. Oh, oh dude, I would, I would. I'm there for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Ten thousand. Well, that's, Minnesota that's pussy would... shit. Fight me, you bitch, Lake. Fight me. Well, I think Minnesota would like slap Alaska in the face with its riding glove, and then Alaska would beat it to death with a fucking. Hockey stick or something, you know, like... Sure. How about this? Governor Jesse Ventura versus Governor Sarah Palin. That'd be awesome. Actually, Governor Jesse Ventura versus pretty much anybody. Like, uh... (laughs) An actual Navy SEAL? I'm I'm in it. An actual Navy SEAL versus any other politician would be fucking epic. Yeah. Yeah. This whole thing will make you a sexual tyrannosaurus. 
<laughs> just like me. <laughs> just for Someone that alone. Old painless is waiting. Are you ready for pain? Are you ready for suffering? If the answer is yes, then you're ready for Captain Freedom's workout. So the three youngers and Pitts are spotted. Uh, they go back into the woods. Uh, the Manhunters are on the other side of the slough and couldn't cross because they're on horseback. Um, they go get uh, the sheriff, James Glispin, uh, and three others to cross somewhere else. So that gives the outlaws a two miles ahead a head start. But they quickly close the gap and come within shouting distance. Hey, <laughs> we're coming to get you, just so you know. Wait, running out of time. We want to shoot you. Come on, stop. The outlaws raise their revolvers and ask, what do you want? Glispin <laughs> said to surrender. Uh, the outlaws said to come closer since they only had revolvers. Come closer because we only have revolvers to fight with. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, you, you, guys are, now? you guys are a little bit out of range. Can you come a little bit closer, please? Thank, thanks. That's 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 better. Yeah, thanks. That'd be super great if you could just come over here. Yeah. Mm, get that TPS report in the morning, too. <laughs> uh, so a gun battle breaks out, and the outlaws kind of make it to the thickets. Uh, the outlaws cross the Wadawan River. Am I saying that right? Wantanwan River. Uh, there they meet a party of people hunting prairie chickens. They see them get out of the river. Uh, the hunting party was led by Horace Thompson. He was the president of the First National Bank of St. Paul. Oh, shit. <laughs> so both parties kind of stopped just out of pistol range. Uh, the Youngers and the Pitt and uh, Charlie Pitts huddle up, decide what to do. And then they head, to, uh, head back towards the river. And they uh, enter a copse of willows around the river, a group of trees. So now they're hiding in the trees. And I got two people, two groups of people after them. So Thompson, the uh, bank president, waved in the sheriff. So within 30 minutes, 40 men were on the scene, and they surround a five-acre little patch of woods there that the fugitives were hiding in. Uh, they were contemplating surrender because they were too tired because they have been and, a week on the run. And their on the toenails run. are falling off, and they're yeah full of bullet holes, and <laughs> their arms are growing back in mangled fashion. Yeah. So Glispin, the sheriff, turns over command to an old Civil War captain named William Murphy, who is wounded and spent time in a Confederate prisoner camp because he wants a little revenge, and he leads the group into the woods. Cole tells the gang to make for the horsies every man for himself. Uh, Murphy and the Manhunters advance. Murphy and the Manhunters, uh, that sounds like a Josie and the Pussycats kind of situation. <laughs> that's a band. That's That's... They, they're playing at the White Swallow. <laughs> uh, so uh, Pitts was crouching in the willows, and he sees Sheriff Glispin coming towards him. Pitts jumped up at 15 feet, and they both fire simultaneously. Pitts falls dead. Glispin was unharmed. Uh, he bent down to reload his single-shot rifle. Then the younger brothers get up and start blasting. 
the Manhunters return fire. Uh, Murphy, the Civil War dude, got a bullet in the right side of his tum-tum. Uh, but it hit his pipe and it just bruised him. It's one of those things. <laughs> Always carry a bunch of... That's why I Shit wear cargo pockets. shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Wear cargo shorts. But the Youngers are definitely getting the worst of it because they're surrounded by 40 people. Uh, Jim gets shot in the thigh. Uh, then he gets one in the upper jaw that lodged into the roof of his mouth. And he falls unconscious. Oof. Yeah. Uh, if I had a bullet lodged in my roof of my mouth, I would become unconscious as well. <laughs> or at least I hope I would. Fuck. I hope so. It's like a bad piece of popcorn or something. Oh, cool. There's, <laughs> there's, a, picture, there's a picture of Jim with uh, still blood on his shirt and his mouth all fucked up. Oh, here we go. Good stuff. Uh, Buckshot peppers great. Cole's head and back. A ball penetrated his head and goes behind his right eye. He collapsed, bleeding from the nose and mouth. Jesus Christ. Bob takes a bullet in the right lung, but was still standing. But his injured arm prevented him from reloading. Oh, you poor chicken wing bastard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murphy shouts for a ceasefire. Uh, Bob said, don't shoot anymore. We are riddled. Uh, Throw up your hands, said Murphy. I can't, said Bob. My one arm is broken. <laughs> As Bob steps forward, somebody shot him, oh, hitting fuck. him in the other arm. <laughs> oh, but it was man. Just a, but it was just a flesh wound, and Bob said, So did some bitch shot me after I surrendered. <laughs> so Cole and Jim kind of moaning on the ground there, but slowly stood up with a bullet in your head. Uh, Cole had eight fresh wounds, not counting the one from Northfield. Uh, they put them both on a wagon and headed back to town where they were treated for their wounds. Scraped them into a wagon. Cole said that, told the doctor that his feet hurt more than his gunshots. You have gout. His toen- yeah. toenails are falling off. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Jim's upper jaw was shattered and part of it had to be removed and Cleaning ah. four teeth. Uh, but they couldn't find the bullet that was lodged behind the muscles near his throat. Fuck. Oh, fuck. And that's when the pictures were taken of the outlaws, including uh, Pitts, his dead body. If you're hearing us right now, we are talking from the future. Yes. There was a uh, travesty that happened. Bo's uh, recording equipment went out again. Uh, at a perfect point at the just, last episode. I filled up the SD card. Is yeah. Happened. So we're ending part two of the James Younger gang Dang. thing. Is it Northfield? It's James Younger Orchestra. James Younger Orchestra. Uh, so we're. this is the end of that. Um, I don't remember exactly where we ended. I think they got shot in the face and the back and the arm. Everybody and was everywhere. shot. Everybody was shot except for Jesse James and he got shot too through Frank's leg at one point. I don't know if that happened yet though. Not quite. Okay. Well, we'll get into that in part three next time. But for now, let's see the hail of gun fire. fire. It's one word. You say it as one fucking word. <laughs> <laughs>